Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me every Tuesday and Friday to talk all about Bravo TV. On Tuesdays, I report on all the latest news stories happening in the off-screen lives of our favorite Bravo celebrities. And Friday bonus episodes range from one season wonder recaps, Bravo celebrity product reviews, book club discussions, very random deep dives, and so much more. Sit back, grab your drink, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is blessed with the presence of Allie Levine. She's a celebrity stylist and motherhood, fashion, lifestyle expert, and personality. Allie is also the host of the Everything with Allie Levine podcast, which delivers a raw look at her own motherhood journey amid the treasures she's uncovered in the universal search for authenticity, spiritual wholeness, and happiness. I was very fortunate to be a guest on her show this week, and she's here today to break down all her thoughts on pretty much the intersection between reality TV, motherhood, and her experience on Bravo's Stripped. Welcome to the show. Hey, Megan. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. I have to say, I've never read a intro so flawlessly, and I think it's because you wrote it so well that it just kind of flowed so nicely. I was like, wow, I'm quite impressed by my guest. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I'll give the, uh, I can't take the credit that goes to my team, you know, who handles my PR stuff. So I'll have to let them know <laughs> kudos on how they wrote it. <laughs> so in the bio, you said you've been doing a lot of celebrity styling for people in LA for a decade now, but you specifically mentioned Gretchen Rossi. And since she is in the Bravo world, I had to ask you about how your experience with her was. Did you get to try any Gretchen Christine Butte products? I've got to know. Oh, totally. So I actually love Gretchen. Uh, she's become a friend uh, because she is, of course, now a mom too. And mm-hmm. we, of course, met more in the styling space when I was dressing her for photo shoots and some of her magazine covers and things of that nature. But um, we really bonded when she actually had Tyler and became a mom. But yes, I used some of her beauty products. I actually joked the other night to her that she totally influenced me because I don't usually buy that much on Instagram, but she posted these like cooling blue balls that are like, they go like on your face like that, you know, like the hmm. massage like <laughs> one, I know, right? You know, like the massage like one that like, they look like they have, oh, them, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? They have them in the spas, like back when we would usually go to the spa and they would have the big bulbs, but they're like a home kit. And I'll shut up. I was like, I think I would absolutely love that. So I spurged and ordered them. And I was like, Gretchen, you actually influenced me. And she was cracking up because she actually like really does use them and was telling me how much she used them. 
But yeah, I've used some of her uh, products. I used to um, carry one of her purses back in the day when I used to go to red carpet events. So I have been definitely influenced by the <laughs> Gretchen Christine beauty uh, line and franchise and all that. And I have to say, she was honestly really great with me. We worked together. Um, she was like, you know, open uh, to me trying different things on her. We were doing fun, different looks for different covers. And she was totally open to just trying all different styles, even if they weren't her, you know, jam and her look. And so we had fun. Um, she asked for, I worked with her and became even friends with her. I didn't know what to expect, but I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. She kind of came on the show and I really liked her. She had the arc of being with the older man and he was passing away. And so it kind of looked a little bit like, you know, the Anna Nicole Smith situation. But once you kind of started getting to know her, you're like, wait, no, she really loves this man. And he happened to be sick. And this all kind of happened to happen to her. And then I think she was the third housewife to date Slade. And of course, there was like skepticism between viewers like, hmm, what's up with this chick? But then they've been together for so long. And they have this beautiful child together. And so it's like, you got to give her some props. I'm like, okay. Yeah. He's for the show. I slayed too. Like I've, I've experienced him and he actually has helped a lot. Like when I've styled Gretchen, like he's, he's really hands-on. He's so good about her brand and he just wants to be so supportive and help her. So I was actually really impressed with Slade. Do you think they would ever come back on the show if they were asked? You know, I think they feel like, unfortunately, what you were describing of like how they, of course, we all know how Bravo rolls, how they show <laughs> a lot of people. I think they felt like, you know, maybe if it was before, I would guess Sky, but now like they're in such a happy place with their daughter. I would think that it would only be if it was like on, you know, their rules and like their situation. You know what I mean? Which I mean, we know yeah. Bravo's never going to do, so. Yeah, and that's understandable. And literally, like, the basis of our entire conversation today, it's like, <laughs> what, like, what is off limits? Are kids off limits? Before we kind of jump into that, we have to talk about the show Stripped that you were on in 2017 on Bravo. I rewatched <laughs> oh, the episode today. <laughs> I was like, um, th- this might be my first guest who I've seen totally naked. Um, of course, blurred <laughs> out. Of course, blurred out. This is not Europe. Or I'm sorry. <laughs> Which one? You're welcome. I'm sorry. I mean, both. <laughs> are you kidding me? You have a hot body. I was like, damn, good a girl. I like need arm toning like that. So that's my inspo for working out tomorrow. <laughs> I love it. So how did you get on that show? How did you find the confidence and your husband find the confidence to go onto a show where you strip everything out of your home, including all of your clothing and cell phone and live a very bare life for 21 days. It's like naked and afraid, but just inside. Yeah, naked and afraid, but in your home, basically, right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, So, okay, well, first off, thanks on the hot body comment. Um, (laughs) I definitely was like not feeling that confident to be real honest and transparent with your listeners. So first, with as far as how did I get on the show? So most know I've been styling Bravo and E and like the NBC family for quite some time. uh, When it comes to the housewives, being around rules, rich kids, you know, a bunch of different shows. So I very much knew them and knew a lot of the teams and they knew me. So originally, actually going back to like, you get this because you're a producer, a production had like been casting for a fashion show and I was all about it. And it's this really cool like contest and like stylist and anyways, didn't get green lighted, of course. Um, 
but I was originally like casted for it and it was like, this is going to be awesome. This is what we're going to do. And then it didn't happen. So then, you know, uh, fast forward to, they kind of still have like my name in the mix or whatever. And one of the producers who was a friend of mine, Desiree was like, Hey, we're casting for this show. And I think you'd be great for it. And I was like, cool. Tell me the concept. And she's like, well, they basically are taking this off of like a Scandinavian overseas show that was out. And if it was called, but it was something along the lines, like close to stripped. And she was like, and basically like they take everything away from you for almost a month. And it's to show you like how you rebuild your life and your habits and this and that. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, I think you'd be great for it. And I was like, what, what are you on crack? I'd be great for it. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I think it would be great. Like, you know, you're a celebrity stylist. You're so busy. Like this would completely take you out of your comfort zone. It'd be so different. And I was like, whoa, what one of those things makes me want to jump on board right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about that sounds ideal, but. Right. I'm like, uh, you know, and she's like, just think about it. Just think about it. Like, and it would be good for your brand. Like you think about the grand scheme of things and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think so, Des. And she's like, just think about it. Just think about it. And by the way, Megan, they hadn't even told, like, I hadn't even told this was like the naked concept. It was literally just, oh, everything's going to be taken away. And that is enough for me to be like, huh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, let alone like, um, also your clothing. We meant every single thing. Right. I mean, literally everything. And so I was like, oh, okay. I talk to my husband. I tell him about it. And I'm like, so there's this show. They want me to do it. And he looks at me and he's like, oh, that might be kind of cool for you. And I was like, excuse me? And I'm like sitting here where I'm like, everybody around me is like, oh, this would be cool. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? People think this would be good for me. Like, <laughs> right? Like, do you think everything in my life needs to change? Because clearly I need to. <laughs> Apparently the universe, <laughs> the universe as well. And so like, uh, okay. You know, my husband's like, yeah, you should think about it. So I call my publicist, which is like big mistake. Because obviously my manager publicist is like, were they going to say no? Yes, to yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like a huge yes. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, just kind of feeling this out. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, let's get on a phone call. Let's get a meeting. Let's do it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden fast forward, have a meeting, meet casting the whole thing. And you know, they meet Justin and they like fall in love with him. And they're like, oh my God, we love that. He's literally like the anti Bravo man. Like he doesn't give a shit about anything. And <laughs> like, this could be so much fun. Like, would he do it? And I was like, I don't know, Justin, would you do it? And he was like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll do it. But he's like, what do I care about? Like, I care about super simple things, Ali. I'm not like you, like I, whatever. I think that have actually been verbatim. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so then like, we actually like, you know, signed the dotted line, say we're going to do this. And again, this was contract before we knew we were going to be like full blown naked. And oh so, my God, that's, I know. The, that's that, the worst thing to find out after you're contractually obligated. Well, I mean, isn't that like typical Bravo? Like, I oh mean, yeah. How can we hoodwink you into signing the paperwork and then like probably make you do the thing you're most uncomfortable with in the world? <laughs> people will love it people will love you (laughs) (laughs) exactly so you know so fast forward and everything's signed and we're like getting ready to do the show and then they reach out and they're like all right so we're just like making some changes and production and still casting and figuring things out one of the things that we talked about was besides everything taken away from you guys we want to just you know explore this idea of like maybe we put like fresh looking clothes on you so it looks like you're naked or just do bra and underwear and it was like all these different ideas circulating around and then supposedly which wouldn't surprise me at all Andy Cohen was the one that was like oh no let's just have everybody be naked again easy for you to say Andy you like work out with like a gorgeous Ukrainian trainer every day yeah, <laughs> like your body's perfection exactly <laughs> where we have a trainer and we can just like get ourselves together 24 7 you know must be nice they end up telling us 
is it's going to be naked and I just remember my face being like wait what and my husband was wait we're going to be naked and, and I told my publicist I was like okay get me out of this like I can't do this like this is crazy and then she was like it's fine it's literally just for the beginning of the show to show that you're vulnerable and then like you'll you know you'll get your clothes back you're allowed to ask her back like we already talked production like that could be the first thing you get and I was like oh my god this is insane and so I remember making a phone call to my parents. They were so thrilled. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think they've, honestly, they've even gotten over it. I have a feeling it's like one of the many things that like drives them crazy about their daughter. <laughs> and Justin to tell his parents, yeah, it was a fun phone call to let people know. So then obviously we filmed for the show and it was originally supposed to be like nine weeks, like showing everyone's like, you know, in between what was happening each episode and like what was going on and playing out. And then of course, production changed again and they decided, hey, you know, we're going to just do epi- one episode each, which to be honest, I kind of feel like was a blessing in disguise. I feel like I was yeah. really dramatic through the nine weeks uh, that would have been all those episodes. So I feel like it was actually really much better for me that I <laughs> wasn't shown all those episodes. Um, so thank you, universe. <laughs> First off, when you were saying about the vulnerability, like I had no idea what it was going to feel like to have my clothes taken away. Like I had an idea I wouldn't feel comfortable. I had no idea it was going to feel that uncomfortable, like really panicked and melted down. And I like threw a fit and I was crying and screaming at the producers. It was the first night and um, it was really intense. We had to sleep on our hardwood floor naked. No, I saw that. Oh, it was so uncomfortable. And <laughs> my animals kept circling us, like, like looking at us, like, what is happening? Like, what did why? you guys do to us? <laughs> exactly. Like, why? Like, why is there nothing? And like, why are we like, circling around you like something is wrong and we were just like we had our toilet paper that we used as pillows because it was literally like okay well this is gonna be like jail style like we're just sleep <laughs> on these and then we had water and then disgusting rations which honestly I didn't even try to eat until like day three because I spit them out because I was just like oh these are disgusting whereas my husband's like such a rough like you know whatever rough and tough guy that he was just like whatever they it just taste like eggs and I'm like no it doesn't it tastes disgusting like <laughs> Yeah, wow. at one point, he, I think he was like, he's like, you know, I thought the food was going to be bad, but like, it was actually really, really good. <laughs> like, oh my, as he's like sucking food out of like a bag. I'm like, what is that? Did he really say that? Because it doesn't surprise yes. me. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's so chill. It takes a lot to like grow him. And so, yeah, I did not do well with that at all. And then, you know, the next day, obviously the first day I asked back for clothes. I couldn't feel like I literally couldn't handle seeing myself naked, feeling myself naked, feeling so vulnerable. I think it was like, almost like to me, like I was just feeling so seen in like the most dramatic way possible, if that makes sense. Like it was just like, of course. So that was really intense. And then, you know, I get my clothes and I get a dress. Justin stays naked and was like, hey, I'm going to like do the right thing here and get us like something to sleep on. Thanks so much. Uh, <laughs> and You're like, I'm going to get a bodycon dress. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Straight up, girl. I was like, how do I make myself feel good again? <laughs> I know. I so love how like your day six, you had like your cute heels on. I was like, I appreciate that he's getting toothpaste. <laughs> I know it was so terrible he like like he like kept looking at me like really this is a priority really um sure is <laughs> it was for me I needed it you know it was like I just like needed to feel like me again I'm like come on I always wore heels of course up until now now I live in fuzzy slippers but like really 
angels. Um, so um, it was just, it was so intense. And honestly, I think the whole experience was really eye-opening, especially for me, because, because like in all seriousness, having everything taken away from you, being so stripped down, you know, no, no pun intended, <laughs> uh, you know, it was like, whoa, like makes you really look at everything in a different light. And you're really forced to like, look at all your shadows, look at all your shit that like nobody wants to, and I was forced to. And it made me realize like how much I was hiding behind all my materials in my life, how much I was so focused on my career to the point that I wasn't even involved in my own marriage. I wasn't even present to my own life. I hadn't really been calling friends and family. I'd been very disconnected. Like I was just very much in it and I was killing it in my career, but everything else was a shit show around me. And I don't think I was like actually acknowledging that until like Bravo forced me to, because of course, one of their favorite things to do is break you down on a show. <laughs> it's like their number one thing. <laughs> they literally, I mean, not only break you down, but like obviously since I'm out of contracts, I can say this now, but like they literally like come over and like check to make sure like you're somewhat sane and like do a psych test before you start to make sure like God did something, like they don't get pulled. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering like have they done that for half of the housewives? I feel like if they did like a check like that to some people, they'd be like, you know what? We probably shouldn't put this person on television. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just know for our contracts that like that was a real thing. Like they checked and made sure and it was like a whole evaluation. It was like, oh, good to know. Okay. <laughs> and so yeah, but I mean they do, they break you down, right? And so I would have these like confessions with the producers and they would be like, you know, again, so grateful half this shit didn't air. But like one of the confessions that they had me do like in my whole testimonial was like, how come you don't want to have, you know, a baby and how come like you're not ready to have a family yet? And I was just like, honestly, I really want to stay focused on my career. Like my career is my baby. Like I will have a baby down the road. I don't want to be pressured. I want to stay in this. Like this is my focus. And it was very, you know, when I think back, it was very selfish, which I was very selfish at that point time in my life. Like I was, but I think like speaking that out loud and actually like hearing yourself say those words and then them say them back to you and then ask you like almost turn your words on you and ask you like so why are you so selfish so why are you so focused so, yeah right it's and like therapy like, but on television yeah exactly and, and and like the worst kind of thing <laughs> yeah. it was so intense but I think that going through that experience is really why like, I did actually come out kind of a changed woman and I had a really different perspective on life. And I find it like not coincident at all that we got pregnant, like right after filming, because they had put everything in my face so much that it was like, I worked through it and was able to be like, okay, I do want a family. And like, I don't need to be as scared as I think I am. And like, I can do this. At, at the beginning, it was really hard. It was really dark to do the show with them. But then at the end for me, I felt like I was in a new place and I was learning and I was you know, evolving from it, which I didn't expect from a show, to be honest. Like most people that watch it are like, okay, like it was funny. It was kind of crazy. Like it looks like it was intense, but like, whatever. They don't really understand that like the real concept of the show, which I have to give up to like evolution and Bravo and Endemol and all of them for creating it was the fact that like everyone has habits and it's 21 days to break a habit or to create and start a new habit. And so 
it was like really testing to show us like what we could break and you know what we could create and I think for me like I recreated so much of my life after that show and now has only poured into my world of what I do now in motherhood so I believe the universe gave it to me for a reason because it was like kind of to wake me the f up and be like okay stop being such a selfish bitch (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, and so you know I don't know if I would have honestly gotten pregnant so fast afterwards I don't know if I would have been in the space to even like consider being a mom for quite some time I really feel like as crazy as it is I feel like stripped kind of handed that to me wow I mean I love hearing like a happy ending from going on to reality television I feel like it's generally like they leave reality television and um, potentially are scorned in a way but it's amazing that you were able to kind of get to the point with your husband where you're like actually no like this is what I want this is a priority you're a priority and when they were doing like the last credits and they were like so like what's changed in six months your husband's like we got a new bathroom and I'm like what <laughs> like what who cares and then they like pan to you and you're like I'm pregnant I was like oh my god I knew it not just because I know you have two kids but I was like I know because my producer brain tells me there is a baby being made I have a feeling so it was it was fun to watch that but so you love Bravo you love reality television would you ever have your family now on television you have two children and obviously your husband still so would you ever consider bringing your family life onto television it's funny I've been asked before if I would do something like that and I'll never say never because you know I think that you always leave the door open and see what happens but I think that it would have to be the right situation and you know the right move for my family and everything but I wouldn't say no but I'm but I wouldn't say hey I come and jump on like a housewife show tomorrow (laughs) you know I don't know I feel like it would have to be it would have to be something that like made sense to me but I'm always open for opportunities I'm I always leave the doors open so I never I've learned you never say no especially after (laughs) stripped um but (laughs) but at the same time like if someone came to me and was like hey want to come back and do another part of stripped I'd be like no (laughs) yeah I have kids now um things are different and hard now and I mean I don't know now you know you did have a positive experience so it's like you would think okay maybe going into another show would also be a positive experience where I think, you know, you kind of also know the game a little bit more. So you'd be able to, I mean, we shouldn't say self-produce, but somewhat self-produce in a way. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, every show obviously is different, um, but I think you're right. There's definitely a game. I mean, it's definitely very much being aware of, you know, to a point what they're going to do, what they're going to say, um, how you're going to react. And I mean, I think the biggest part of all of it, obviously, as we all know, to watch reality TV, it's really the reactions of what they get to be able to build out the show. So, it, you know, you'd have to really be in like play with really understanding your reactions, um, which I feel like I'm a little bit better about now being a mom of you know two and having craziness all the time like I've made my house decently zen uh not all the time but a lot of the time so I feel like I maybe could play the game better but then who knows because like Bravo is like king of figuring out drama no matter what I mean literally when we started trip they straight up like were trying to get us to fight the entire time and <laughs> straight up they were like trying to just and I to fight the entire time and they're actually getting super annoyed that we wouldn't fight and that's when they went after the baby subject because they really realized that we weren't going to fight because Justin and I pre-stripped had made a pact together that we were not going to fight. Not that we like fight in general that much anyways, but we have arguments. We have our moments. 
every couple does. And so we made it like a pact that like, unless it was like a serious conversation that needed to happen, we weren't going to like put ourselves in that position to like bash the other one, you know, on camera. So we made a pact before we started the show. We're like, we're not going to do that because we've seen so much of it, obviously from, you know, being friends around it and me being in it for work. So we knew that. So then when it came to filming and they kept trying to get us to fight and they kept going after us and just trying to like, Hey, you know, Justin wants this. Hey, Ali, you know, we both just like, okay, okay. Like played it off, you know? And I think they were like <laughs> super annoyed. Um, so then they were like, okay, well then we're going to hit you where it hurts, you know? And so then it was like, you know, basically like on the baby train, like literally anyone that watches it and literally it's all they talked about. What do you have birth control? How come you don't want to have babies? What do you mean you, you don't want to get pregnant? Like, it was like, oh my gosh, can we talk about something else? I mean, that's all they talked about. So, you know, I mean, touche. I have two children now. So um. <laughs> you got what you wanted, Bravo. You're pregnant. You're pregnant right. twice. <laughs> um, well, I think it was interesting, as you were saying before, I, I like that you were saying like, they're really looking for reactions. Like it doesn't necessarily mean like Bravo is not necessarily looking for people to come with a crazy story, but they're looking at how you're going to react to somebody saying anything to you or behaving in a certain way. And I think this past week, the new season of Jersey Housewives came out and there was a huge fight between Jackie and Teresa. Teresa is basically saying Jackie's husband is cheating on her. And then Jackie made some analogy up about Gia, who's her daughter, who's 18 or actually probably like 20 years old. And she was like, well, what if I said that your daughter was doing cocaine at a party and it's not true? Like, how would that make you feel? And it's been hard because there's now a debate between viewers. Like Jackie was provoked by Teresa and was just saying an analogy, but was Jackie bringing Gia into it just so out of, you know, out of control and like out of bounds for what this show is about? And I think like for any mother, you'd freak the hell out if one of your quote unquote friends was now making these like quote unquote accusations about your daughter doing cocaine. Like, so I kind of see both sides of why they're both upset, but like, where do we draw the line and like kids are off limits? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I mean, obviously now being a mom of two, I'm a hardcore mama bear and like, do not touch my children. <laughs> yeah. I feel like my mom would flip a table. Like she was in New Jersey. If someone was doing that to me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, it's like, okay, it's flip a table worthy. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think most parents, you know, they are protective of their kids no matter what age. So I feel like I definitely see her side of saying like, how could you say that? Especially if it's not true, because especially when it comes to like drugs and everything else, like that's some serious shit and something you have to actually worry about with your kids, you know, versus like, oh, they threw a party or something dumb. You know, that's where I feel like it gets intense, especially on the housewives and like Jersey. Like, I feel like there's no boundaries. There's no lines. It's like everyone's over the line. They can't see the line. Like, it's just like, <laughs> They're just like, oh, whatever. I want to just throw this at you and may piss you off or make you flip out or whatever the reaction, you know, they want it to be. They just take it that far. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they know what the lines and boundaries are, to be honest. I've been around uh, Teresa a couple of times. She's quite funny. She is crazy. But I will say like, I don't know how much is fabricated when it comes to her because she's, <laughs> she's really like who she is. Like she is fire, that woman. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really get the feeling that she could really put on an act at all. And like when she does put on an act, it's like because she's trying to like be nice. And like yes, you can tell yes. when she's being like that fake t- version of it's herself. Like, yeah, just exactly. T- You're like, oh, it's not really like it's really obvious. You're trying yeah. really hard to be nice, but it's coming off really fake. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, well, that kind of even goes back to like, you know, Jacqueline Larita and her daughter Ashley. Like that's another situation where. 
you know, Ashley like started to like assault Danielle Staub like, on the show. So then it's like, well, Ashley then kind of ended up having her own arc on the show where, you know, her mother's going to, to the jailhouse, not the jailhouse, the courthouse to like <laughs> um, the schoolhouse rock, you know, going to court to like defend her daughter in this fight with Danielle. And, you know, then you kind of get like her whole, you know, storyline about her being a mess. And so at that point, it's like all of the women are then talking crap about Ashley, but she's like 16, 17. So it's like, is this okay? Is this not okay? But I think this situation was a little different because I think Jacqueline kind of agreed with what everybody else was saying about her kid. Like, I think <laughs> like she was like, yeah, you're right. She did kind of go completely out of control at that posh fashion show. <laughs> <laughs> she, she may have been a little out there. Yeah, I mean, I think like if they're agreeing, then like, it's like, okay, well, not necessarily that it's okay, but it kind of at least like sets it up to be like, all right, well, I'm I'm on the same page, even if I'm pissed at you or I really don't want to hear it, but like, I know it's true versus just like full-blown fabricating shit, which we know so many of these shows have done where they just like make up stories like uh housewives you know beverly hills like they made up so many stories about lisa vanderpump that weren't true like i think that shit's horrible like i i, I get the drama and whatever but it's like to me i'm like how do you just like make up these lies and then try to like have these like fake facts that don't actually work to like try to support it it's like dude that's so messed up like that's someone's actual story and i know like it comes with the territory of obviously being with the show but like in my opinion that's one of the many many reasons why lisa left well, see, I go back and forth between how I feel about Lisa. Like a part of me thinks I've been rewatching Beverly Hills. And so I kind of have these fresh opinions on all of the ladies, which is fun and exciting. And, and like one of my favorite reasons why I rewatch things. But mm -hmm. Lisa's like always been shady. She's always been selling stories. You know, Adrian accuser of doing it. Taylor and Russell accuser of doing it. And then now, you know, Kyle ends up doing it and Kyle and her had been so close for so many years. And I think because they had both started on the show together and were kind of, you know, allies in a way, I think when she started bringing up to Lisa, like, we know you sold this story. I think Lisa, like, was being like, very reactive because, you know, she knew it was true. And now Kyle, like the last woman standing on the crew who like, who has been there since day one is now turning on her. So I kind of think Lisa could have been a shady. I mean, I think she is a shady woman in terms of that. But what, how do you feel about Lisa Vanderbilt? Because she's a very polarizing person on this network. Yeah, it's funny because I obviously have a more biased view because I've styled <laughs> her several times. Um, oh yeah, that's understandable then. <laughs> and I've seen her like, I, like literally I've been in her house, you know. The new she one or the older one? Are you talking about the main residence? Her um, what is it like, Villa Rosa? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, Villa Rosa. So I yes, I have seen the singing singing swans and oh my god, I've, I've seen the ponies. The swans have sung to me, um, <laughs> and it's I mean it's it's honestly it's beyond gorgeous. I'll never forget when I first pulled up there for my first photo shoot and I literally like walked in and was just like, oh my goodness, like this is insanely gorgeous like it was just like it was so insane I called Justin and I was like oh my god I don't even know if I can walk in this front door right now because I'm just like having 
palpitations. Like it was like, I was freaking out. I don't usually like, I've gone to many people's homes and I don't usually get that worked up. But I don't know. There's something so fabulous about La Rosa and the way it's set up. And like, just when you like park and, you know, there's the swans right there and like the water. I mean, it's like seriously something out of a movie. I mean, it's crazy. So it was just, I don't know. It was very intimidating for me at first. But so anyways, I'm like at her home and, you know, she's on a phone call and I'm like listening to her like as I'm getting her dressed and and like I'm like watching her just how she interacts and like I don't know I've just seen such a classy side of her like I know it's not everybody's um experience or opinion but I've seen her just like when people have called to like tell her drama and she's just like oh really like okay darling well that's unfortunate and like <laughs> it's very much like you know what I mean like it's like so classy and like very much kind of like well I'm hearing it and like I'm taking it in but I'm not necessarily like full-blown reacting I don't know I feel like that's such a skill to be able to have and to be able to do especially around so many of those women and I don't know like you know I've seen her in all raw emotions like I've seen her get genuinely upset about Kyle like I don't know I don't trust Kyle I've been around Kyle a couple times she always like just kind of does what everybody else wants her to do she tries to pretend like she doesn't, but she always likes to play like kind of double side, like double agent. Like I'm going to be your best friend, but then I also want to be liked by the popular crew. So I'm going to kind of dance between the two, which like uh, raising my hand totally did that. back <laughs> Like I get it, you know, but I don't know when you're a grown ass woman, you know, I don't know how much that flies. Um, yeah. I mean, I've seen her definitely. I, I, totally see that and Kyle like I remember in season one like of course she's like in the back of the limo and she's like Kim you're a liar and you're an alcoholic and then the next season you know they're like trying to be friends like they're both like trying to be on their best behavior because you know everybody on the cast knows that like this big bombshell was dropped and Kyle dropped it and then Brandy comes along and starts fighting or Brandy starts like I guess just being brandy honestly and kim starts having an <laughs> issue with it you know kim says to her or brandy says to her well you're um you're doing crystal meth in the bathroom all night and the two of them had been such bitches to brandy the entire evening and then they just erupt and go insane on brandy it's like okay so got it kyle's the only one who can be mean to kim noted exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so i hated that and then for seasons and season after season you know kyle is constantly you know picking on Kim for things that you know she's attempting to fix like Kim is is a grown woman I understand you guys are sisters but at a certain point you have to like let your sister fly like make her own mistakes she's going to make her own mistakes (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) let her fall which she does but even that like as I was like thinking more about like you know how kids are really involved in these Bravo shows Kim Richards kids especially I can empathize for because they had to watch their mom go through all of this stuff and going to rehab and, you know, relapsing again and, and struggling with her sobriety and struggling with her friend group. Like, see, I think like it's, it's hard to go onto these shows and then think like, how will my kids think about this? Like, I don't know, like how, like these are really painful things for our family to go through. And now they're memorialized on television and strangers are watching it. Like, for the next yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Well, I think like when you were saying about like, you know, what I go on, I think that's one of the biggest things is like, you know, knowing that and knowing it, it lives there and like, you know, it's going to be seen, it's going to be shared. And it's really, obviously you sign up for no privacy when you do any of these shows, it's one thing for yourself. Right. But it's another 
for your children who have to like experience it and live it. And I mean, look, I just had Margaret Joseph on my podcast, you know, from New Jersey and she was telling me, yeah, I love her. She's a hoot. And she was telling me that like, you know, she's had to like, kind of learn to like pull it back when it comes to her kids a little bit. And like, when she was sharing certain things, she's like, oh, we took a road trip. Oh, and that's all I'm going to talk to you about. You know, like, because she understands that like, she doesn't want everyone to know every single thing, not because she doesn't care because like for her, that's her life that she signed up for, but her kids didn't technically sign up for it. So I do think there's kind of like this slippery slope when it comes to your kids, unless you actually like turn to them and say like, hey, I guess like the Kardashians, right? Perfect example. Their mom was like, I'm a momager and I'm going to run your careers. I'm like, this is our life and what we're going to do. And they all hopped on board and like, look at them now. They all have these massive brands and everything they've done. It's incredible. But like, I don't know if every single person that has a child that's been on reality has the same perception. Definitely. I mean, Margaret Joseph is a great example of someone who has a son, but has never really even talked about him on the show. And then I think like a couple seasons ago, she had that whole, you know, storyline. It's horrible when you say like storyline when it's like just this person's life. (laughs) Um, I'm like that storyline where she was trying to rekindle her relationship with her stepchildren or I guess her ex stepchildren at this point. And it was weird because I think a lot of viewers were watching and were like, oh, she must have been this great stepmom. And of course, like her new relationship with Joe, you know, abruptly ended her relationship with her stepchildren, which is like devastating because she had been with them for so long. But viewers didn't know she actually had her own adult son who's just yeah. doing his own thing and who probably was like, you know what, mom, like, keep me out of this. Have fun. Build your brand. Do your thing. But I am I don't want to be anywhere near this. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I think that's like totally, I mean, totally normal. I mean, even, you know, not that obviously social media is the same or anywhere near the scope of what reality is, but like, I've had my own family say to me, I don't want to be on your stories when I've been like, you know, back in the world was, you know, open and normal, <laughs> you know, and I would be with them and, you know, and it would be like, Hey, you know, I would, we're hanging out and they'd be like, you know, let me know if you're filming. Cause like, I want to be on them or like, I don't want to be shown. And like, at first, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of annoyed. I was like, why? What's the problem? But then <laughs> I kind of had to take a step back and be like, oh, because I have a lot of followers and a lot of opinions and, you know, just a lot of stuff that comes with my job. And I had to respect the fact that they weren't comfortable with me, like constantly filming their life just because like I was there visiting, you know? And so I think that in a small scheme is kind of like what you're saying to like Margaret's son. It's, I'm sure there's so much of that that doesn't actually get talked about. Totally. Even like, I was just thinking like Erica Girardi, like she also has a son and he is in the LAPD. And I remember during like, like all of like the Black Lives Matter protests within um, like the LA area, she was posting like, this is one of the reasons like I don't post my son and I don't talk about my son because like he is out there in the streets, God forbid some moon attacks him because he knows that he's associated with me and then it would hurt me. Like it just adds these like additional pressures onto the people in your life. And Erica also has, I think this year she posted a photo of him for the first time ever. And I was like, one, he was like, obviously very hot, but like <laughs> <laughs> first things first. But, um, and then I was like, okay, wow. Like she's actually showing a little bit of another side of her because when you don't have the opportunity to show your children on the show, people don't get to see you know, that like motherly side of you. And I think Brandy Glanville really struggled with that in Beverly Hills as well, because Eddie wouldn't let her bring her kids on the show. And so she just always had like the party girl, fun girl energy because she obviously never had her kids around. 
But then in later seasons, or actually, I think it was like last season when Kim and Kyle were like, we're best friends with Brandy. I'm like, okay, one, yeah, right. But <laughs> at one point, like Kyle was like Wait, trying you believe to believe that. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, Brandy's outside in the car. Should she maybe come in? It's like, come on, ladies. We couldn't have orchestrated something a little bit more organic 10 years into this show. But <laughs> Kyle at one point was like, I just want to say, I think this is at like Teddy's baby shower. She's like, I just want to say, you know, after all these years, I just want to say, Brandy, you're a really good mom. You're a really good mom. And I'm really happy for you. And, and I felt like she had to say that because they really painted her out to be like a party go- girl kind of yep. slut on the show. And so she was like, yep. you know, I- I'm giving you, a th- I'm throwing you a bone by saying you're a nice, nice, good mom. But- yeah, no, I think you're right. hundred percent. I think like it was like needed because of like how bad the image came across. It's sad. So many women can't bring their kids on the show because of like ex-husband situations. Like even Bethany, she wasn't able to ever have Brynn on the show because of the gnarly lawsuits and custody battles with Jason. And again, like, it's like, okay, Bethany, yeah, we like to see you in the office day after day after day. (laughs) But like, I want to see your home life. I want to see you you know, chilling out. Granted, like she is all up on Instagram stories. So like we could see it. We can always <laughs> see it. But it's like, that's what we want to see. You're a real housewife. Like you're supposed to, you don't have to be married, but you know, we want to see home life and an accurate portrayal of your home life. For sure. It's true. And I think a lot of them, you know, feel like they can't and can't and, and can't really show up to be who they are. And like, let's be real too. I mean, it's gotta be a little vulnerable also for them to come on, you know, not glam like they are on camera. I mean, if you notice, like even, you know, during the beginning of the pandemic, like for a while, a lot of them took a step back of even being on and kind of were trying to figure out their situations because obviously all of us were trying to figure out if this was real, but (laughs) once I think it like settled for everybody, but like for them, I noticed like a lot wouldn't be on or they'd only get on if they were going to be like on a live because then they were done up. Like, you know, it's, it's intimidating, I'm sure, to show up when they see you a certain way on camera. It's just like, you know, people that go out and walking around and paparazzi taking pictures and they look like, you know, hot mess and they're like, great, you know, thanks so much. But, but it's like, I think for some, it's to be expected, obviously, when you're like a, you know, top, top, you know, actors and actor and that kind of thing. But I think for the reality world, in my opinion, um, there's some kind of like disconnect in a way too, where like they expect to always want to look that way because that's like the brand, the role, the person, the story. For example, Sheena. Sheena shows you the real her on every other platform because Bravo, in my opinion, doesn't really show who she is on the show. They really much made her a character and the person that they wanted her to be. And she has been in that box for years. And she, even her, I think, you know, decided a while back, like, okay, they're never going to show what I want them to show of like my podcast and my entrepreneurship and this and all the things that I do for whatever reason, they just don't. So like, I'm going to show it and I'm going to start my blog and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I think some people do that. And then I think some people just stay in character, so to say, and just show up on their social, just like they would on TV. Yeah. And I totally agree with that for Sheena. I feel like she definitely got like pigeonholed into being like the crazy girl, boy crazy, (laughs) crazy. which like, of course, (laughs) like, you know, most women are like, if you get, if you were filmed for, you know, eight years of your life, you know, you'd probably have some boy crazy moments. She went through a freaking divorce. Like she's gone through a lot. So I'm so happy now. Like she's able to have this outlet of Instagram and whatnot and like all her vlogs. And I swear, like I'm such a true loser. Like when she was posting like, 
we're engaged not engaged we're pregnant videos I was like crying like at the gender <laughs> reveal video. I'm like what is wrong with me but but it's also one of those things like you watch these women struggle to have babies she was going through the freezing of her eggs process which is a lot more intensive than I think people think they just think you go to the doctor and poof you're done it's like yeah. no she really had to like not drink and not go out and really keep herself healthy for months and months and also you saw like on the show someone was like why aren't you drinking she's like again I'm freezing my (laughs) eggs I'm just right (laughs) nobody listens nobody listens to me and now you know and then she had a miscarriage and so it's good that you know there's some light at the end of the tunnel for her but yeah it is kind of nice that she's able to have her own her own narrative in this whole situation Yeah, I just think some of them, yeah, I agree with you. And I think some of them choose to do that. And then some of them choose to kind of just stay within the, um, this is who I am on the show. And, you know, that's what you're going to see when I come on my social and on my stories and my posts and whatever. And, you know, I don't think it's wrong or right either way. It's just interesting to see kind of like who does what. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like people like really are I don't know like I I feel like we were talking about this on your show how there's this you know expectation to like look a certain way on television and so because of the pandemic I think so many more people have just kind of like leaned into looking natural and just having their normal face and we were of course talking about Kim Zolciak Bierman on your show and how you know from her first season to whatever her last season was like things have changed a lot but you know, her daughter also kind of became a mirror image of her in a kind of oddly weird way where I'm like, if I'm not wearing my glasses, I'm like, who is who? This is is bizarre. Yeah, it's true. I mean, and I, 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 you know, I agree with you. We did obviously talk about that on my show of like how there's so much pressure and how the pandemic and everything kind of shook that up and people are starting to kind of be like, okay, well, I don't have a glam team here. So (laughs) I'm going to get it together and just like show up like, you know, a little bit more um, humanized or whatever you want to call it. And I kind of feel like in a way, in my opinion, I have been so relieved to see that because even for me being in the space, like I feel like it gives me the permission to be a little bit more raw with myself, which I was already kind of exploring from becoming a mom and just kind of saying, well, I can't get ready. So I don't give a shit. Here I am. (laughs) But now it's almost like been given this permission to like almost not give an extra shit. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I think that's the kind of like the cohesive 
feel I think that's just like the universal feeling right now because even like at work like I'd wear heels to work like go out after work and now I'm like okay I'm in my casual gear all day if I could put on like a collared top or like like a blouse then that's like me doing the most but (laughs) um yeah I think like everybody's just like okay we could all like take it down a notch maybe we're trying too hard but I know this summer I'm just dying to wear espadrilles again and dresses and have places to go like that that is the goal (laughs) oh for sure and I mean and you absolutely should but I think it's like you said like it's just giving that permission and that realness to being like okay but if I don't show up like that every day like it's not the worst thing in the world like maybe we all really have been kind of putting this external pressure on ourselves more just like on our actual selves than anyone else to like just show up that way and it's like but why but because like the magazines and everyone tells us to but again like those people have private trainers 24 7 and they have someone there to be like let's put this together let's do this I mean hello I get hired for those people like you know what I mean it's like if I if I could clone myself and have myself stand there and be like okay but this this is this together I'd be like oh okay yeah we got it but like meanwhile my brain is going a million miles a minute and I'm like oh okay fuzzy slippers and my robe okay great (laughs) you got it well one person who I think kind of is embracing who they are and how they look is Caroline Manzo over the past few years she's like cut her hair and is doing this little pixie cut and she's going gray and I appreciate that it's like just be yourself like your husband loves you you have nice kids like you're a grandma like you don't need to be going to the salon every minute and, you know, extending yourself to all of these things for what, for what. And, and so I like that about Caroline and I, I, I love Caroline Manzo. Now I want her back on Jersey after watching this last <laughs> week. I was like, get her back on. We need a voice of reason with, between all of these ladies. Yeah, I agree. She, I like that she's embraced herself and she's kind of just said, you know what, this is me, take it or leave it. And I think, you know, at, at some point when all of us can kind of get set in our own lives, no matter what it is you're going through, for me, I know it's been very freeing. Like when I became a mom and I finally like stopped trying to put on a face and a show and stopped trying to pretend everything was perfection when everything was literally a shit show of poop. Um, <laughs> I literally was like, okay, I'm just like, I'm over it. Like I'm done with it. Like I'm, I'm now going to just be me and be authentically myself. I think I've found so much more peace and beauty within myself that I ever have actually probably in my life, to be honest, when I think back to like even high school, like I was always putting on a front. I was always having to like be, you know, look a certain way, hang out with the popular girls. I was, you know, typical cheerleader, like all the things, you know, stereotype wise. And it was just like, I always felt like I had to show up. I always had to play a certain role. I always had to be a certain way and I could never just like relax and let my hair down and just be me. And I think that like, I got to college and I like let go of all that and like, you know, wild and free, woo, it's college, you know, it's like, <laughs> like a lot of us do. And I was like very much all over the place because I was trying to find myself, quote unquote, which like, let's be real. Most people don't find themselves. They just find themselves, you know, drinking or yeah, drugs, like knee deep or, in a keg stand or something. Exactly. Or whatever. So that was me. Um, and so then, you know, I think like fast forward, like way later to now, like being a mom, like I've had this realization of like, not just I want to show up with for myself, but I want to show up authentically for my girls because the fact that I'm raising two girls in this time is so important to make sure like they are independent, they are strong, they are strong thinkers. They see that like I practice what I preach, I walk the walk, you know. And so I really like work on every day being intentional of how I come across, especially to my toddler, because she is so smart and she absorbs everything. Like Amelia literally, like the today I was like in the mirror and I was talking to myself and I was just like looking at my body because I was just not 
liking like certain areas of my stomach. And I don't usually do that, but I was just like doing it. And she's looking at me and she's like, what are you saying? And I was like, oh, nothing. I'm just, just looking in the mirror. But she looked at me and she's like, oh, your body. And I'm like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. uh Oh, (laughs) you know, but it's like, it's true. Like they absorb everything and they take everything on. So I think that's made me further step up um, as a woman and as a mom to make sure I really not only am intentional with myself, but I'm intentional with my girls and how they see me and genuinely and authentically and so that they can see themselves that way and know they're beautiful as is and that they don't have to put on a front or be a certain way and I feel like that is a blessing in this time to be honest I mean most definitely and especially like we live in a world that is just like so you know focused on how you look and I guess it's how unfortunately it's pretty much always been for women but I like slowly but surely feel like we're kind of getting into a time where people are like valuing women's minds not just their bodies and how they look but you do kind of see like it kind of going both ways like you know Brielle Bierman like she is like you know we saw her like as a little girl where she was like just a little girl and then you know year after year after year she like started to become a young woman of course and then she's getting like the big boobs and the big bite and the big lips. And then you see like her having the conversations with her mom where she, they're like, oh, well, you're going to go to college. And she's like, I'm not going to college. I'm just going to keep like <laughs> doing this forever. And it's, it's you know, you don't want to judge people's choices. And of course, college isn't for everybody, but it's one of those like feelings where you're watching as a viewer, you're like, oh my gosh, no, like, please, like, this isn't forever. Like at a certain point, like there is going to be the next great thing like you that's right and it's probably gonna be your little sister like because <laughs> like on board like that's how these creepy dynasty families work then I'll never forget like even like her mother would like overly sexualize her and make like comments about her daughter in a way where I'm like oh my gosh my mom would like never talk about me and my body like that especially like on live television or to like maybe she would say I don't know my mom's not talking about me like that to her friends but like when she tweeted was like <laughs> like at Chrissy Teigen like oh like John Legend's coming to Atlanta like who does my daughter need to blow to get some tickets and it's like oh my god like you are creating a narrative around your daughter that is like this and then all the ladies on the show are like you know the after you know seven months after that happens in real life it's being filmed on the show and (laughs) Portia is just like you know Kim like you and your whole daughter can get out of here and I'm like oh my god like at that point it's like Kim brings her in and she's, is she fair game? And I, it just, it was so funny, but it was one of those moments where it's like, oh my God, Portia just called her daughter a hoe <laughs> because of a comment know, her mother right? made about her. Right. I know it's true though, but I agree with you. I mean, I think that's terrible. Like those, that, that, you know, those narratives and those, like, even if it is jokingly, like it's not joking, especially when you're putting it out there, like for the world on social media to be seen, to be read, like all of a sudden you give permission to other people to say horrible mm-hmm. things your daughter you know and it's like again going back to what you were saying before it's like where do you draw the line I feel like that's a lot of times where these kids don't want to be a part of the storylines even like I've always admired Gabriella Teresa's daughter from Jersey Housewives who like always has been like in the background never wants to be a part of it and I think I re- I heard an email I heard an email oh my god my brain <laughs> my brain is fried <laughs> but I read somewhere that she was saying to, to like she expressed to Teresa like mom I don't like being on this show this is not for me this isn't my kind of 
you know, I'm not comfortable being in front of the camera. And Teresa really appreciated that and, and accepted that and has never really exploited her on the television show. Whereas like, you know, Tamara Judge from OC Housewives kind of is on like the different end of the spectrum where, you know, she had like a, a strained relationship with her children after her divorce. And then one of her daughters, she was like 10 kids. I can't remember her name, but she, <laughs> I think it's Sydney, but she was like, mom, like the only way that we can keep, like, I think they had like forgiven one another and Tamara was then invited to her daughter's graduation party. And the daughter was like, okay, mom, like you're here. I'm glad we're mending fences. Like, this is great, but like, please don't post anything on social media or talk about it on your show. Like, please just like keep this between our family. And she immediately posts it on social media. So it's like, Tamara, like, what do you prefer the viewers and fans to know that you're rekindling your relationship with your daughter or your relationship with your daughter? And it's seems like the former. Yeah, no, I totally, I thought that was really messed up and I, I completely agree with you. It's like, which one are you? Do you like, do you actually care or are you just pretending to care because of the show, but like, really you don't care because it's all about the ratings. Yeah. And I don't know. I, that always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I always really felt bad for her daughter. Well, I, feel, I don't know. I feel bad for any kid who like is one, like caught in between like a, na- a really nasty divorce, especially like a really public one. But when your mom like blatantly just like doesn't listen to your demands, like very, very simple demands. It's not like, you know, Hey mom, don't post this on Instagram. It's not like life or death. Like it's, it's an Instagram post. Yeah, agreed. I know, literally. And I mean, it's like, yeah, exactly. You're like, it's an Instagram post. Like, that's (laughs) it. Like, yeah, I I agree with you. It's like, just don't put the post. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah, I don't know. To me, like, that was really ego, Tamara. But like, to be honest, I'm not a huge fan. I've met her before. I didn't get like the best vibes. So I'm probably not the best person to judge that conversation. I mean, do tell. I'm like, give us something to work with. You can't tease a tab. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so I've dressed um, Vicky and I've been around Tamara and them. And I mean, Vicky's a whole nother story, but (laughs) that's another podcast. I was going to say, I think we might need an hour for that. (laughs) Yeah, just about, if not more. With Tamara, like, it's just, I don't know. When I was around her, it was all about, like, I mean, it's always all about her, but it was just all about her and her needs and, like, what was going to make her look good and, like, what was going to, like, fuel her and don't worry about anyone else. So I think it's not surprising that, like, her daughter was like, please don't. And then she did it anyways. It's like, it's all about her. It's like, I think it's always about Tamara. In my opinion, it's like, it's the Tamara show. It's always about her. It's always about her needs. It's always about what she expects. Like, you know, she doesn't care what other people think. It's like, she'll pretend they'll care to care what they think. By the end of the day, she doesn't care. That was, that was the impression I got from being around her just by how selfish she was like at the, at the events and the projects that I was at, the way she would act um, just to the people around her and everything. It was very much like, I'll be nice to you, but like, really it's about me. Whereas like, Someone like, for example, um, Gretchen or Lisa or even Kyle, for that matter. When I was with them on set, it was like, yeah, it's still about them. But like, oh, if you, you know, if you need like a glass of water or you, you know, need to grab something like it's right there, you know, to the right of you, if you were at their home or we're on set and like, we're going to get a run of this and they would like include you like to me that speaks volumes more than just like, 
oh, I'm going to be nice to you when I actually ex overly extend because I don't have to, because it's not required to, to me, that says something about them and their character. Most definitely. Like the amount of times I've been on set and the talent will come in, like they are contractually obligated to talk to me because I'm like, I'm the producer. If you do not <laughs> talk to me, like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to be pissed off. But I've seen people walk into the shoot, walk directly past 10 different people, gaffer, lighting, sound, photographer, everybody won't look at anybody will be like, where's my dressing room? I put her in the dressing room. And I obviously like, there's like one person in particular I'm thinking, I'm like, I know you, I clocked you, I clocked you. And she wouldn't talk to anybody. And I remember like everybody on the set was so terrified because we all kind of felt this tension because we're like, uh-oh, like we don't want to poke the bear. She's clearly irritable. We don't want to mess with her. She, and she like, wasn't even some fucking fabulous woman. She was like- an Isn't that industry. always amazing when it's, it's someone always that's not the quote unquote fabulous, yeah. not the one who, you know, maybe earned where they're at. I've dealt with that so many times. And I find that so obnoxious because I'm like, so how are you going to act when you actually like take off in the world? Like, are you going to continue to treat people like shit? Or is this just like the way you're doing it to like, feel like you're important. So once you are important, you knock it off. Like I never, I never, understood that I used to deal with that so much especially at the beginning of my career in styling and I remember just being like wow there's some people who literally overly extend and they'll say hello when they don't have to and they'll you know offer you something to eat or at least have some sort of a conversation with you and then there's some people where it's like oh you're not even acknowledged like okay years ago when I interned for the Kardashians back with like when Monica Rose was their stylist before they booted her ass and I was say, she's she's <laughs> where is she somewhere <laughs> yeah they they, they they I find that so wrong because she literally built them in their career if you look at like season one when they were in like you know Fila and like Adidas like hanging out at their table and then like season two season three all of a sudden they're like wearing something from Beverly Hills like come on now um and so like that personally the stylist pissed me off but anyways when I was interning with Monica Rose and her team like I'll never forget like we were all bandaging Kim into a dress because like let's be real we all know her body is and what her body is and so we're all like getting her into this dress and like okay, whatever. Every woman needs a little bit of help, myself included. So we won't shade her, but like we had to get her to this dress. So we're like taping and we're doing all the things in wardrobe and she's like typing on her phone and like texting and taking a selfie. And like, does she like acknowledge that we're like in her <laughs> space, like taping her boobs and like in her body? No, it's like literally the phone. Meanwhile, like Courtney and Chloe actually like waved and said, Hey. And like, when I was leaving, like carrying bags to go return for the hundredth time, like they actually were like, thanks. And like said two words. Now, I mean, do they have to talk to me? No, they didn't. But to me, it's like, I don't know, that spoke volumes versus like, I'm literally helping tape boobs and grabbing in your space. And like, you're not even like looking at me, let alone like acknowledging me. So that's just something that I've experienced with a lot of different people. So I understand what you're saying as far as just like the ignoring and all that, especially when it's someone that like really doesn't like deserve to ignore you. Not that anyone does, but like, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, wow, you have such an ego. So I don't know. That really personally, that was one of the things that drove me insane with styling for years was experiencing, unfortunately, so many more people like that than the nice people. Like people will be like, oh, you know, how are your clients? And I'm like, um, I could probably give you one that I like today. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> um, you know, I just, I don't know. Like, it's just like, I get it. You're quote unquote important and you have this and you have that. But then the day it's like, does it kill you to be nice? Does it kill you to even just be a little bit respectful? Like, I just, I don't know. I, 
that really like still to this day annoys me that like people act like that because I'm like at the end of the day like especially like someone like you like you're the producer like you're there to try to make their job easier you're there to try to like make shit flow and it's like you're not helping anything you're just making everything a shit show I'm doing you a favor by making you, you look good. You can't look me in the eye. I just, you have no time for me. Like, this is your job. It means like you interact with me. We're technically coworkers for the day. I just oh, hate dude. that like elitist <laughs> mindset. I just hate that. And I think, I think it really shows because you know what? Like I've worked with so many people who we were so excited. Oh my God, she's amazing. Then you start talking to her agent. He's a horrible person. And then you're like, oh God, when she shows up, she's going to be even worse. And they always are worse. Well, <laughs> that's to end the show a little bit. I need to ask you some style, you know, questions from the Bravo Leverty world. Do you have any housewives whose style you you admire or, or really dislike? Either or. Oh, let's see. Um, really dislike. Oh, let's see. I mean, I feel like there's so many of them that I can't stand. I mean, there's so many where I'm like, what are you wearing? Like, what what are you I doing? mean, I don't know if you watched Real Housewives of Potomac, but, you know, Giselle Bryant, like, this past season, like, she just got ripped apart because her fashions are just so bad, which is crazy because she's the most beautiful woman. And it's like, you know, from neck down, you're like, honey, what? Like, yeah, I was going to say, have- that's a really good example because I feel like she's so stunning. And she always like overdoes it to the point where it's like, what are you doing? Like, okay, I remember I did see one time on something on social media, I saw she was wearing this like super hot pink fuchsia dress. And I was like, okay, I'm not mad about it. Like it's a bright color. I always say a pop of color. I thought it made her skin look great. Like she looked glowy. And like they even did the eye makeup with like the magenta to kind of like pop, make it match. But then it was like, then she had this huge like diamond, like choker collar and had all this extra jewels. And look, I love a good jewel. So like, I'm not going to trash you. <laughs> but when you do that, people don't understand, like, especially on camera, it's so interesting to me that people don't like actually see this when they're like on camera all the time. Whatever you do when you get dressed, like you're creating lines or space in what you're wearing. So if you're wearing something that's got like a deep V-neck, like this magenta dress, and then you wear this like thick choker you literally created this entire line in the middle of what you were trying to show was like your pretty cleavage and like hey look at my beautiful neckline and you just took away from it because you added this huge choker and now it just looks like this big bejeweled thing is choking you oh and by the way here's my <laughs> like it's just like I just I don't know that kind of shit I'm like what are you doing <laughs> you do not understand that like everything in clothing is like creates lines and space and lines and space I guess not it's probably why I have a job but yeah I <laughs> I just like like that I was like no she wore some also like crazy yellow dress I remember that was like uh lace and then it was like one shoulder but then it wasn't oh yeah I think that was her reunion dress which is crazy because every single one of those women on that cast is so beautiful like more beautiful than the next and every one of their bright yellow dresses were so just poorly designed poorly designed it's like you guys please get, yeah, get but, a proper stylist yeah, <laughs> who really. cares about how you look exactly and also too like I don't know they all were like going with this like one shoulder like yellow number and like the idea was great but it just did not show up that way because it was like it went off one shoulder but then they still have like a piece going across the other part of their neck and it's like a one shoulder supposed to actually accentuate the one shoulders I just like did not I did not get it at all. I was like, what are we doing? And then another thing I saw her, I forget what, what like event she was at or she was at a red carpet, but I remember, I remember seeing it being like, no, she had like this long vest on and it was like blue 
feet-ish, I think. Oh. And it was just like, I, it looked like it overtook her. Like to me, it like, it could have been done right. Had she actually like cinched it in the right places to give herself a waistline. Had she actually done the right shoes? Like it could have actually been really chic, but instead to me, it was just like a reason to push your cleavage up and just like have this vest hang off you, except for where it was in your boobs. And it just did not flatter. And I was like, no, like, I don't know, Giselle, she is stunning, but she just does like the most out there ruffles and weird <laughs> necklines. And it's like, sometimes I'm like, what are you trying to do? Like, you just have like bubbles on you. You have frills on you. Like, what is it? So yeah, I definitely would say she has definitely been someone that I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, please, you're too pretty to be messing up your fashion so poorly. Like, I just don't understand. So I don't know, maybe I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and say she doesn't have a stylist. Um, but I feel like after this year, she got ripped apart at the reunion. So I'm really hoping she comes back really strong next year. Yes, yeah, right? like, we should just give her, you should just slide into her DMs and be like, I can help you. We could do a remote situation because you need help. Maybe even give her a discount because at this rate, like she needs all the help she can get. <laughs> like so you're having this conversation you need to go check out bravo's happy hour yeah <laughs> after you hear how i destroyed your outfit you want to hire me to style you okay. right and then i guess one other person who's quite polarizing would be dorit kemsley from beverly hills i love her style i find her to be just like I mean, I wouldn't say effortlessly chic because it, there is so much effort put into it but i always feel like she is you know, on top of all of the trends, even if they're not trends that like I would necessarily go into, like I never did like the big chunky hair clips, but even after she came to that reunion with 600 bedazzled crystals <laughs> clips in her hair, that became a real trend in every magazine and every website. And so I always have kind of felt like, yes, she's a little bit laughable in her, in her choices, but she is kind of on the pulse of fashion. Okay, so here's my deal with, okay. So, okay, uh, here's how I would break down Dorit. So first off, she I think she's very pretty, you know, overall as a woman. So I think she gets away with a lot. Two, I think because of like her bone structure and like the way her body is shaped, she can pretty much from what I've seen her wear, she can pretty much pull anything off, even if it does look horrible. Like perfect example. I remember when she was on Watch What Happens Live. I'm trying to remember exactly what this piece looks like. I'm trying to find it on my phone right now. It's that it was a black and white, like tuxedo-like-ish dress. And I thought it was horrible. Like I remember being like, oh my God, that's with a cap- capital H, like horrible. And <laughs> It was like, literally like, I'll have to find an infinity. I remember people and all these people wrote about it. And it had like this, just like super triangular top that was like supposed to be tuxedo like Oh yeah. That was on Watch What Happens. Oh my yes, God. Yeah. Right? I think it's Balmain. Balmain. Yeah. Balmain. Yeah. Uh, well, I was not happy with that, that designer either. And it was like black sequin and it was like, okay, but here's where she gets away with it. She's sexy as fuck. She's got good boobs. She's got a tiny little waist, you know, she's you know, she's usually super tan. She had really pretty, like simple earrings. I remember with that, like cute shoes and the way she rocked it, she made it work, even though it really was horrible. And I think if you had put it on someone else, it would have been like, oh my God, no, like, you know, like you really can't wear that. And not that she could wear that and get away with it, but I think that's why she does. Like, that's a really good example of something that just like really doesn't work, but she makes it work. And I think that's how a lot of times you see things become trends. Like they really don't work but like you make them work, you know? And so it's like, I just think that that's a really good example. Or like, I remember when she wore this like two piece, like netted outfit. I think the sun did a report on it or something. And it was like orange and it was like netted and see-through and she wore a bathing suit under it, but it was, and it was to show off her bikini body, which like, I get it. Like 
as a mom, like you, like you feel good in your body, you want to show it off. And she did look good, but it was just like the way the style was and the way she did it. It was just like, no, it doesn't work, but it did kind of work. And I remember like that netting and look got picked up for summer by like a lot of magazines and a lot of different women were wearing it. So I feel like she kind of sets trends in a weird way, even though maybe those trends don't work for the masses because of like how she wears things. There's just certain people out there, I've even styled them myself, where you literally could put a paper bag on them. And even though they really don't look good, (laughs) they really do look good, if that makes any sense. (laughs) I hate those people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Allie, on that note, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Where can people find you, follow you, and listen to your amazing podcast? Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. And you can find me at Everything with Allie Levine. Uh, That's my podcast, Everything with Allie Levine. Wherever you listen to this podcast, you'll find my podcast. And Megan will be on my show. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear that awesome episode. We really got into it. It was so much fun. Um, And my social is Allie Levine Design, A-L-I-L-E-V-I-N-E Design. And my website, AllieLevine.com. And I have pretty much like all, all my links on my website and everything. Um, so you can check it out there. And if you do want to be styled by me, even, you know, remotely, Zoom, FaceTime, I do all the things now. Feel free to reach out and let me know. And if you tell me you came from the show, I'll give you a friendly, fashionable discount. I love to hear it, you guys. So go hit up Allie. And also I might hit you up because my brother's getting married in Tahoe Ooh, this summer. And it's fun. like a five-day 10 event wedding and like every single day I just sit on the Saks website and I'm like what dress is gonna I'm like I've never been to Tahoe I don't know the Tahoe vibe so I might hit you up to pick your brain on some good that would be ideas. fun Ooh, how fun <laughs> okay I'm in <laughs> all righty well sound good have a good night Allie and I, I yes, heard you your little girl crying you. I was like let's get wrap this up she needs to go tend <laughs> to her real business <laughs> <laughs> yeah mom life <laughs> well thank you all right we'll chat soon bye Thanks so much for catching up with me, Megan O'Donnell, on this episode of Bravo Happy Hour. Until next time, be sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on all social media platforms and feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any hot, juicy gossip or just to say what's up. Stay tuned on Tuesdays and Fridays for more episodes of Bravo Happy Hour. And if you're loving the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts and give me some love in the form of a five-star review. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.